0: and hello and welcome to let this mind being you on a thursday night and um, while i'm getting myself switched over here if my mouse will work here we go and here i am hello Um, welcome to let this mind being you on another thursday night Uh, thank you for joining me if you're joining me live on uh, facebook live i appreciate that Uh, i'm trying to get myself set up here hold on Um, so if you are on Facebook live, I appreciate that. And, um, I'm going to try to follow the comments if I can, they should show up on this page right here. Um, so somebody let me know if they don't actually, let me see if I can, um, let me see here. Nope.
1: Nope. Nope. Nope.
0: Nope. Sorry about that. Uh, so everybody should be receiving the live feed. Okay. That's good. It's working. It's up and running. Of course, Facebook, uh, with everybody che- starting to check in on YouTube now. And so, um, if you're going to be listening to this later on in the podcast stuff, you don't get to see a lot of this stuff. So if you only listen on the podcast version, why don't you go, um, watch this on Facebook live. Uh, or you can look at the Facebook Ministry page Let this Mind be in you Ministries on Facebook. if you so choose. If not, you can go find us on YouTube uh, under Let this Mind be in you. Uh, you just search for that uh, for the channel name and you'll it'll come up. You can watch all the past um, broadcasts on there. Also, if you'd like to watch on a different streaming um, or a different platform, uh, these all get uploaded to a site called library it's lbry now that that requires you actually to get an app um, in order to view those but it's on a different kind of thing it's it's just something in the when we were talking about maybe uh youtube would remove us um um, i started looking around for different uh, platforms but these get all uploaded directly to there i don't even have to do anything and so uh, eventually we may end up over there on that so And if I'm buffering badly, if I'm buffering badly, that's because of the stream. So try clicking out of it or uh, clicking a lower um, stream quality. Um, I'm pushing out quite a bit uh, of a bit rate uh, for the highest quality that possible. So if your internet may be a little bit slow, uh, please uh, exit out and then try going back in and see if that'll work for you, Okay, And uh, hopefully that does. Because I'm noticing here on YouTube a lot of people are saying that it is buffering Uh, okay so hopefully that works out for you if if everybody is on here uh, if if it's buffering for everybody I may need to start uh, adjusting some of my uh, my stream my uploading stream uh, quality I got a new computer I, I think I told you about that last week I told you about that last week or that was the first week we were using it. Uh but I built a computer with a, a guy at work and we built it for very cheap but extremely high quality. Um and um I saved a ton of money. I praise the Lord on that. Um Yes. I'm running yeah, I'm running at uh sixty frames a second and sixty hertz. So that may be uh, that may be a little bit much for some uh internet's uh quality. So all right, that's a little bit of inside baseball. That's just what's going on here on YouTube. But again, if you're listening to this on the um uh, podcast version, you obviously don't really know what's going on. So you can check us out later. But, anyways, I got everything up and running. I'm up on YouTube, I'm up on Facebook Live, everything is going swimmingly, I believe. And so leave a comment there and uh as we've been trying to work out a little bit different. If you want to leave a comment for me, make sure you preface it with comment. And um, then I'll know you're asking me uh, or saying something to me. And if it's a question for me, also preface that with a question and then go right into that. Uh, That'll save a little bit of confusion. And then also, um, I may not get to your question or comment, potentially to the end of the stream. But if If I'll keep an eye on this. So if I notice that the comment is left a couple times, I'll know you're really trying to get my attention. So I will try my best. Um, Also, so praise the Lord for an answer to prayer. Uh, So with all the things that are going on in the world, uh, they were not canceling my orders, but they were uh, pausing my orders to where I wouldn't be able to move. Well, uh, we have already signed uh, a lease for renting a new place and, uh, the lease here is set to run out. Um, so fortunately I was allowed to submit a waiver and they approved it, uh, just today. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. I'm so thankful for that because that saves uh, quite a bit of money, um, in that process. So I'm very thankful for that. Um, some prayer requests that are out there, um, be praying for brother Jacob. He's got a, um, a big situation in his life as far as uh, Brother Jacob Thompson. He's got some things going on that he needs your prayer. So be praying for that young man there and uh, all the other brethren. If you have a prayer request, leave it on here or send it to me at ltmby at yahoo.com. Send all questions, long formatted, uh, different things you'd like to send me to LTMBIY at yahoo.com. There's all the quote unquote announcements and we're going to get right into uh, Galatians chapter three tonight. So open up your King James Bible to Galatians chapter three, Galatians chapter three. Mm. I don't think anybody's been commenting to me. Oh, there's one. Uh, you're, you don't have to thank me, brother. All praise to the Lord. Um uh, it, it's where to be praying for each other. Uh, I just checked Facebook and it says it's coming in nice and, uh, quality and coming in just fine on facebook from uh priscilla uh i'm glad you're joining here priscilla so thank you for joining me here on uh facebook live if you'd like to leave a comment or question uh do so there all right let's get started brethren uh this may be my last broadcast for a couple weeks uh, because obviously with the move and everything like that will be happening um all this has got to come down so it's got to get come down. It's got to get packed away, um, but that's okay. I may get on the the old trusty laptop here, and uh, just go uh, just go a little bit more. Uh, what's that? What's the word I'm looking for? You ever you ever have a word in your mind and you're about ready to say it and then it just disappears? It happens to me all the time. Um, I think it has to do with maybe a few years of of uh, getting punched in the head. Uh, I don't know, but anyway, so let's get started. Galatians chapter three. Let's um, let's go there, verse one. We we've been talking about the book of Galatians, and as as far as the Paul stressing grace and the fact that people were trying to bring uh, people back into bondage of the, of the law, trying to get them to okay, hey, great, this is great, you're saved by uh, by faith. Yeah, we got that. Now here, you got to do all this stuff, or even worse, there was. Even back then, there was works-based salvationists. There's lordship salvationists. There's you know, if that's to give you a term, that just means you have to you have to do all these different things, then you can come to Christ. Um, No, the Bible says you come to Christ as a broken, repentant sinner. Godly sorrow, it it talks about in the in the Word of God. That godly sorrow is understanding that you cannot keep the law. The law is here, as we're about ready to see, is our schoolmaster is going to teach us that hmm, just can't do it. There was one God in the flesh, Christ Jesus, who came to this earth, God uh, manifest in the flesh, Jesus Christ uh, is come in the flesh. He came, he lived a sinless life, he was clearly seen, he clearly said who he was, and they rejected him. He presented himself as their Messiah, as, and uh, they rejected that. And we'll ready to see here, um, that was to fulfill prophecy. Um, it's going to be really amazing tonight. So let's get, right, let's get started right away. Galatians chapter 3 and verse number 1, and I've labeled this. I've labeled this right after the, uh, as far as labeled it for content-wise, it's just the first verse, Oh, foolish Galatians who hath bewitched you that ye should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you. Now remember, evidently, this is set forth. This is clearly th- seen. This is the same thing as manifested. He was, it, it, there was no doubt G- who Jesus said he was. Um, I'm coming out with a study here. Um, maybe that's something that I can work on uh while we're moving or in the process of moving but the study is going to be labeled it's just going to be a couple part series uh like I did with uh um I did with the other uh series uh, about the holy spirit now I'm I'm drawing another blank somebody help me out with that uh what what was the name of that series my goodness gift of God. Oh my goodness. I, I totally spaced it out. All right. Anyways, I have a four-part series talking about the gift of God, that term, the gift of God. Well, I want to do another series. It may be four-part. It may be less than that, but just spending a few minutes on the term and the actual quote, I am he. Um, I am he is used in the Old Testament several, several times. And then in the New Testament, it's used, and it's Jesus Christ talking about I am he. So I want to talk about that at some point in time. Hopefully I can do that pretty soon. But in that first verse, these things are clearly seen. God in the flesh said this to them, I am he. I'm the one you've been looking for. And they rejected him. People still today reject Jesus Christ. They like to talk about jesus and how much they love jesus and everything like that but uh, you know the question begs you beg to ask the question which jesus um is it the jesus of the bible because the jesus of the bible is god and he, he <laughs> there's there's a lot of people who, who believe in a man jesus that was a good man he was a good prophet whatever 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 and that's not what the bible says very clearly seen i am he If you don't believe that, you'll die in your sins, the Bible says. So I'll come out with that. But verse number two, this only, oh, I wanted to bring up 1 Corinthians 1, verse 23. Let's turn over there real quick. We may not get all the way through Galatians 3 tonight, but that's okay. Just take our time, go through this nice and easy, and just let the Spirit of God teach. As I'm teaching, the Spirit of God does the teaching, teacheth meaning as i proclaim the the word you look in the word of god and the spirit confirms in you establishes it in you that this is true okay first corinthians chapter 1 and verse 23 says as we just seen here clearly seen uh but we preach christ crucified unto the jews a stumbling block and unto the greeks foolishness But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. That's one of the the key verses, Christian, in today's uh, dispensation. What we should be doing, we preach Christ crucified. Okay? Preach the word. We preach Christ, who is the word. Just be instant in that all the time. Preach the word. Preach Christ. Just like as it says here, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Jesus said in John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You need to obey the truth and what he said, before whose eyes Jesus Christ had been evidently set forth, crucified among you. They saw that this was true. They, verif- they knew this was true. They had accepted Christ as their Savior. But these Galatians here, this only would I learn of you. Verse number two, Received ye the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Of course, as we just got done with Romans chapter 10, not that long ago, Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, real quick, turn over there, Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This faith in, in Christ doesn't come from some sort of vision or something that you've, you know, had an experience and w- the word of God preached. And we'll see why that's so important here in a minute. But faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This is true. This is the word of God right here. Hearing it right now. If you're lost in a lost condition. You have not come to that moment of salvation where you have come to the end of your own righteousness, which the Bible says is nothing. It's as as filthy rags. It's nothing. You cannot have enough righteousness, so to speak, to stand in front of a holy, righteous God. He had to die for you. He had to present himself so that he can now present us blameless. Man, how amazing is that? but that's coming, that cometh by the word of God. Are ye so foolish, verse number three says, having begun in the spirit, are ye now made perfect by the flesh? Really simple. Now there seems to be a difference here because um, again, we go, I, I try to stay just below the surface, but if you look in Ezekiel chapter 18, starting in, well, all of Ezekiel 18, you see a difference in the way that these things are both uh, talked about. But here, in Christ, if you begun here in the Spirit, now this is going to come up again, just remember the context of this. Are ye now made perfect by the flesh? Have ye suffered so many things in vain, if it be yet in vain? Uh, Let's keep going here. He therefore that ministereth to you the Spirit, and worketh miracles among you, doeth he by the works of the law, or by the hearing of faith? even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. We saw this again in Romans chapter four and verse number three. We saw this already. Paul had, had mentioned this. That is the, that's why I keep bringing this up. That is the biggest issue, problem, heresy that was infiltrating the body of believers there, the church at that time, and still is today where people want to put, man-made religion or traditions or everything else above the word of god and uh this was brought up and um, last sunday that we got together as a body here i just want to bring this up right here the webster's 1828 dictionaries which you need to be looking at if you're new newly saved and you're one of you're you're reading the King James Bible get you a King James Bible and sometimes you come across a word and you're like, "Well, I wonder what that means or whatever." Get you a Webster's 1828. It's the closest thing to the English of the of the 1611 and uh it will help you out because look at this. We 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 toss about the word uh, heretic all the time. Look what a heretic is according to the Webster's 1828. A person under any religion, but particularly the christian who holds and teaches opinions repugnant to the established faith or that which is made the standard of orthodoxy simply saying that it comes from it's been passed down just like the texas receptus is where we get the king james bible in strictness among christians a person who holds and avows religious opinions contrary to the doctrines of scriptures the only rule of faith and practice That's what a heretic is. Anybody that holds their own opinions or their own religious philosophy or anything like that, anything like that above this, be warned that that is a heretic, okay? That's what the definition of it is, plain and simple. Verse number seven. Know ye, therefore, that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Now, we're about to get into some stuff here where um, basically, where basically, um, if you read it out of context, you're going to start uh, thinking that as a Gentile now, that you're, um, you've, you're, you're to receive the promises of the land over there in Israel. Uh, this is where terms like replacement theology start coming in, where people think that, well, see, I'm I'm subject to the promises of Abraham. You know that that land over there that was promised, just like the you know the children of Israel, the land that flows with milk and honey over there. That's that's going to be ours. We're we're heirs to that promise. This is not what it's talking about in the least. This is talking about the kingdom of, not talking about the kingdom of heaven, but the kingdom of God. Now, I don't want to get into all that right now, but essentially, all this is talking about in here is the spiritual. This don't get it don't get it confused. As you go down through here, it's very clearly seen that this is talking about spiritual matters and not anything of land, okay? Now, the same are the children of Abraham because of through that lineage of the Jews came jesus christ and we're about to see that in the scriptures foreseeing that god would justify the heathen through faith preached before the gospel unto abraham saying in thee shall all nations be blessed we see that in genesis chapter 22 and verse 18 we can turn over there real quick genesis chapter 22 and verse 18 as a body uh when we gather together uh, in the middle of the week whether that's on a wednesday or a thursday or whenever it is Uh, We've started going through the book of Genesis, and it's really great to go through. Genesis chapter 22 and verse 18, we saw the things uh, in in chapter 1 that were made, and he saw that it was good. God created the heaven and the earth, and it was good. Everything. Sin messed that up, by the way. Uh, Genesis chapter 22, verse 18, says, and in thy seed, this is God speaking to um Abraham here just because it says angel of the lord um that's Jesus Christ by the way it, it, that's another study for another day uh verse 18 and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice okay that faith was counted to him for righteousness as brought. you see um verse 9 so then Back in Galatians chapter three, so then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. For as many as are of works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, cursed is every one that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Now, in Deuteronomy 27 and verse uh, 26, you can find this, but let's turn over to Jeremiah chapter 11. Returning back and forth because remember in the New Testament here everything is that was in the Old Testament that was a mystery is now being revealed through the Holy Spirit working through the Apostle Paul Jeremiah chapter eleven and verse number three and say thou unto them uh, this is uh, hear ye the words of this covenant and speak unto the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem speak to the Jews and say thou unto them. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Cursed be the man that obeyeth not the words of this covenant. Okay, that's a a theme that goes all the way through there. Obey my words. Obey. And verse number 11 says, But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident, for the just shall live by faith. Now, again, when we get into all these different things, if you take things out of context, if you really try to just hack up these and just make your make a verse, try to prove what your opinion is on this, you're gonna get yourself in a lot of trouble. Make sure you read this entirety. Remember, it's a letter to the uh, the church at Galatia. All the churches around about there. Read it as a letter. Just because we've gone Galatians one, two, three. Read it as a letter. Okay, it's in its entirety. This here. That don't think that you okay. If I stop living in faith or whatever during this dispensation, that I lose my salvation, because it's not up to you. You of when you are saved, you are sealed unto the day of redemption. And if anybody says that you can lose your salvation, because first of all, it's not of yourselves. Oh, foolish Galatian! Uh, when it says, "Are you so foolish?" in verse three, having begun in the spirit. Are you now made perfect by the flesh? It's impossible. We know that uh, Paul says, Oh, wretched man that I am. His flesh was still wretched. Uh, It Hadn't been... This part of us, this thing that you can see, this outward Mike D'Angelo is not redeemed yet. It's still corruptible. It still has the curse of sin on it. Okay? My soul, my spirit, everything's been redeemed. Paul talks about this... um, I believe it's in Thessalonians, but one day our whole body, soul, and spirit, everything will be redeemed. The catching away, the resurrection of those that have uh, died before the catching away, they which are uh, dead in Christ shall rise first, and and then they which are alive and remain shall be caught up. Um, That's what we're looking forward to. So this is not on you this life in salvation when you're saved you're a new creature so you will live a a life and as long as you're leading letting the spirit lead a spirit led spirit led walk you're letting him lead you will be following his will if you get outside of that though in our flesh we can sin just like anybody else and it's unfortunate that that is even the case but we have an advocate even if that happens we have an advocate we are sealed by him and as it says here the continueth not uh verse number 10 cursed is everyone that continueth not in all the things which are written in the book of the law to do them you can't continue in that as much as we try the sanctification process is a continual process but we still fail all the time We still fail but we don't live in that we don't continue in sin that grace may abound god forbid that but look at this let's look at uh hmm. Let's just go on to verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now, this remember I was talking about the curse of the law is that in this flesh, that's what's going to that's corruptible. It's going to die one day unless we're caught up. But the fact is is that he has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us for it is written "Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Uh, while we're talking about this, turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. But just, just think about that. He was made sin for us, the sins of the world, all the sins. He died for our sins, past, present, future, it doesn't matter. He died for the sins of the world. He hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. It's hard to grasp that we in our own futility we we try to wrap our head around that but take that's why it's taken by faith he which knew no sin took on sin for us it's incredible uh I told you to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21 says here for he hath made him to be sin for us as we were just talking about who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of god in him it's his righteousness that's why i don't understand those that think that um, we can they can earn their salvation it's his righteousness and you can't earn that he already paid the price he said it is finished he took he took our place And also don't understand the other side where this talks about, well, if you don't continue, you know, you can lose your salvation. It wasn't ours to begin with. It's his salvation, his righteousness that's imputed upon us, placed upon us by faith. We come with broken, as a broken sinner, that godly sorrow and just saying, I can't, I can't, I can't anymore. Nothing in me is any good. I can't get to you. Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. It's just as simple as that. It's that that heart repentance that, that happens. Let's keep going. Verse number 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, the promise wasn't the, the land that was promised to Abraham. This is why I said you have to be very careful and read this in context. Okay. We are promised the Spirit, Jesus Christ, his Spirit, that He said that I, I will go, you know, it's it's I'm paraphrasing, but he's saying it's advantageous. Basically, it's better that I go away that I send my spirit into the world. I will come to you. But again, here, through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now, brethren. Verse 15, I speak after the manner of men, though it be, but of man's covenant, yet if it be confirmed, no man disannulleth or addeth thereto. You can't add, you can't take away. No man is worthy to even open the books. You know, that's in, uh, Revelation five. He is worthy. Worthy is the lamb. No man, no one can, can tear it down, disannul it, basically to rip it up, um, My goodness. Now to Abraham, verse 16. And his seed were the promises made. He saith not, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. Okay. Do I want to? No, let's, let's keep going. And this I say, that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law, which was 430 years after, that's 430 years afterwards cannot disannul that it should make make the promise of none effect. For if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more of promise. But God gave it to Abraham by promise. You'll see this over and over and over again. That promise was made when he said God will provide himself a lamb. You can see that in the book of Genesis as well, where... Isaac says to his father, says, you know, I see the, I see the wood. I see all these things to build the altar, but father, where's the lamb? And Abraham says, God will provide himself. And by faith, Abraham, as we saw in Hebrews in the study of Hebrews, went to kill his son by faith, knowing that even as the Bible says that even if he did kill him, that he would be resurrected. It's amazing there, the, the parallels, because uh, the innocent Lamb, the Lamb of God, was slain for us. Some speculate on that same mountain range and that same hill uh, that Abraham took Isaac up on. I don't, I don't get into all that, but it's, it's kind of neat to think about. Verse
1: 19.
0: Wherefore, then serveth the law. It's a question. It was added because of transgressions till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. Who was that? And it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. It's very interesting that term mediator is used seven times in the word of God. Three of those times are here. Verse 20, now a mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. Amazing. Turn over to First Timothy chapter 2. First, first Timothy chapter two. I see some comments here, brother Gabriel, I think. Oh, wow. There's a lot of them. Um, I'll try to get to
1: those here in a second. Okay.
0: And there's some uh, questions coming in on Facebook. I will address those as well. Okay. Uh, but First Timothy chapter 2, in verse number 5, we see here, For there is one God and one mediator, there it is again, between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. Interesting, if you read that again. For there is one God, okay, one God and one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus, the mediator. Hebrews chapter eight verse six, Hebrews chapter nine and verse fifteen, and Hebrews twelve, verse twenty-four, the next uh uses of the word mediator. Uh but let's turn over to Hebrews nine. Uh we address this in our in our study a little bit of Hebrews nine. Let's turn over there and talk about it real quick. Hebrews chapter nine and verse fifteen. and for this cause he is the mediator of the new testament that by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first testament they which are called might receive the promise now again see promise what promise is it of oh we're going to we're promised the land of israel no no we're not promise of eternal inheritance okay the thousand year reign of christ will happen absolutely that land is promised to the Jews. It's not that land won't be there, though, after Satan is loose for a time. You read, read your Bible. What happens next? He melts everything with a fervent heat. He makes all things new, a new heaven, a new earth, and the light of it of the new Jerusalem, which is an interesting thing to talk about and, and to study on when you, get, when you talk through the book of Revelation. I don't know if we'll get to that for a while, but I want to get established here with all these books to the churches. Um and so where do we leave off here? Galatians chapter three and verse twenty. Okay. Verse 21. How am I doing? Doing all right. All right. Is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, verily righteousness should have been by the law. That's why when people died in the Old Testament that had faith in what God told them to do for whatever time that they were alive, they went to paradise, they died. That's why Jesus Christ, they had to wait on Jesus Christ to die. And then he preached to them. Uh, There's several different verses that talk about that. In paradise, he went down, set captivity captive, basically went down there and Said it's it is finished, just like he said on here. But when he died, it's finished. I I I took the place, and they followed him out um, because now they were able to be in the presence of God. And Jesus' righteousness was imputed to them at that point. Now uh, there there might be I might have just said something that maybe somebody may disagree with slightly. I don't know. Uh, we'll talk about it here in a second, but. This is what it's talking about. No one died in, in righteousness in the Old Testament. How could they? There was no death of the testator yet. The blood of bulls and goats wasn't as we saw in Hebrews, it wasn't good enough. It was for them showing out their, their faith, okay? And doing what God told them to do. they had to. OK? Even Gentiles that would come in, they were proselyte Jews at that point. They had to be circumcised in the flesh. They had to do all these different things in order to be, I guess the word I would use is safe. Okay? They didn't go to heaven when they died. They went to paradise until Jesus Christ died on the cross. And there's some other different things that we could talk about some other time, maybe offline. Anyways, if I said anything that uh, you may disagree with slightly, uh, let's go to the word of God and you can always write me Again, at ltmbyyahoo.com. Verse 22, But the Scripture hath concluded all under sin, that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. But before faith came, hmm, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith, which should afterwards be revealed. Who was that that was revealed? Who was revealed? These things are clearly seen. Without controversy, okay? Great is the mystery of godliness. Uh, well, let's turn over there. What was revealed? Who? Who was revealed? Over and over and over and over and over and over again. Over and over again. Paul talks about this over and over again. Who was revealed? And without controversy, First Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest, clearly seen in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. God, Jesus Christ, all the fullness of the Godhead, his spirit, his soul, everything. Um, again, I I'd, I'd keep bringing this up, but yeah, let's just leave that alone for tonight. Okay, anyways. But before faith came, We were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith, which should afterwards be revealed. That's Jesus Christ, the death of the testator, Hebrews 9. Wherefore, the law was our, still is, schoolmaster, to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. Okay, That's an interesting term because when Jesus uses that uh, example of the publican and the Pharisee, what does he say? That man went away, the, the publican went away justified. He went away justified to his house. Why? Because he was a broken, repentant sinner. Now, Jesus Christ had not died yet. So when that man died, he went to paradise. So then Jesus could preach to him. <laughs> it, it's that simple. Okay? But the schoolmaster that we might be justified by faith. Now, turn over to Romans chapter 7. I touched on this. And I feel like I need to do it again, Romans chapter seven because there's there's often um there's often like hey, you know, how old is uh does somebody need to be before they can get saved? Is this age too young is this age too young and I get that I really do uh there's a lot of people that are there there's a lot of people that uh, will basically give. A child, a false profession, just by able to just basically talking them into it. I get that. I really do. Um, that's why with my children, I'm going to be extremely careful, extremely careful. But I'm also going to give them the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm just going to teach the word, I'm going to preach the word to them. That's it. And let the spirit lead. Because we just looked at the schoolmaster, the law. Let's look what Paul says in Romans chapter 7, verse 7. What shall we say then? Is everybody there? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin, but by the law. For I had not known lust, except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet. Here's the schoolmaster teaching. Here is the the schools in session. Let's put it that way. Even though all throughout the country, school's not in session. <laughs> they are canceling everything. But uh, anyways, that's a side note. But sin, verse 8, taking occasion by the commandment, rotten me all manner of concupiscence. For without the law, sin was dead. Hmm. For I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, sin revived, and I died. Brethren, I have no idea what point in a young child's life this is. If they're surrounded by the word of God, which is, which is the schoolmaster, these commandments back there and they start thinking to themselves, wow, I, I can't, you know, I know the Bible says this about everything and I just can't do that. I mean, I'm, I can't, I can't, I, I go every day sinning. I understand, oh my goodness, I'm a sinner. Not just that I'm doing wrong in the eyes of mommy and daddy." but I'm sinning. Oh, wow. I have a sin nature. Wait, I'm a sinner in the eyes of a holy God. Whoa. Once they can understand that concept, the word of God, the law comes to them. I believe at that point, up until that point, they're safe. Again, uh, we can talk about this all day long. You can argue or, and I'm not going to argue about it, but we can discuss this, but they're safe these millions upon millions of babies that are, 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 that are murdered every year, I believe they're safe from the moment of conception all the way up into the time where they understand. When the commandments come, look at the way this is said again. For I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. It doesn't say commandments. It says the commandment. The commandment came. It's not, okay, this law, this law, this law, this law. No, all of them, they understand they can't keep any of it. They've, and if you've broken one law, you've broken them all. That's why it's the commandment. But when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. I believe that this is that understanding. Whatever age that is, they come to that understanding to know that they are a sinner in the eyes of a holy, righteous God. And the only way that that sin can be forgiven is that God died for their sins. Jesus Christ died for their sins, was buried and rose again the third day according to the scriptures for their sins. And so when we talk about this, this is why I go back to the Bible all the time. We have to go to the word of God. Because men's passions and traditions and philosophies get interwoven into all this stuff. But you can just simply go to the Word of God. I don't know when that is. That may be different for individuals all throughout their life. I mean, I don't know. I know at some point in time, they are without excuse, though. Romans talks about that clearly. At some point in time, they have to make a decision. Because they have that knowledge. By the way, this is why I believe that people that are mentally... Uh, incapable. I believe that they're safe. I had a uh, great, I guess it would be a great, great aunt or somewhere down the line that her drunken father back years and years and years and years ago um, threw her up against one of them old, I guess, uh, cast iron um, uh, stoves or something like that. My mom's on here. She knows the actual uh, uh, story. But when she was tossed against that, she hit her head, very young child, uh, and her father in a drunken rage, and she wasn't right the rest of her life. She, she, she basically had the, the mind, I guess you would say, of a, of a four or five-year-old at best. I believe she was safe her entire life. She never had that knowledge. She would always say God knows best. God knows best, you know, she would repeat things that she would hear from people, but she had no understanding. Very simple in her in her mind. This is what I'm talking about. So, I just wanted to bring that up in relation to the schoolmaster being the law, the commandment singular. Okay, the law. Because again, if you break one of them, you've broken them all. That's why it's impossible to keep. That's why, person that's watching this right now, I implore you to understand that there was one that was able to fulfill the law. He was tempted in all points as we are, yet without sin. Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me Jesus says in John 14 He's the only way All right. I just wanted to bring that up again. It's it's one of those things that, you know, people talk about different terms like age of accountability. I don't even like that word because it's nowhere in the in the Bible, my like age of accountability. But what I do know is that sin revived and I died means it's not a physical death we know that we're dying we are born uh, dying because by one man's sin entered into the world and by sin death we know because of sin entering into the world at the garden that all men die physically so paul is talking about here that he was alive without the law at once it had to be in his spirit i believe his spirit was safe Upon the moment, I believe that somebody's able to understand the commandments came, sin revived, and they die. I believe that's a spiritual time. And then at that point, they're able to get saved because then it's the spirit that does the work, if you catch what I'm saying. So, the spirit, big S. So with that being said, that, that is why I don't try to put an age on anything because I just don't know individually. I will warn people again, please, please, please be careful. We're talking about somebody's eternal destination, where they're going to spend eternity. So please be careful. Okay, that's all I'm asking. Give them the word. Preach the word. All right, back to verse 25. I hope that makes sense. Again, uh, if I've said anything that you may disagree with, uh, we, I, am more than, I'm more than willing to talk about that, uh, offline. Okay. I like to try to keep things by the word of God. I'll give you the scripture. I'll talk about it from the scriptures. I don't want to try to pull things out and read it out of context. Paul in Romans seven is exactly talking about what we're talking about in Galatians three. Okay. Let's look at verse 25, because here's the great news. But after that faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. Now, Brother D'Angelo, that doesn't make any sense. You just said that we sin all the time. That's right. But when the eyes of God, when he looks at you, he doesn't look at you because it's not about you anymore. We are flesh of his flesh, bone of his bones. We are Man, this is why I keep talking about Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. Speaking about the, the, uh, the, the church, the body of Christ, that's why it's such an amazing example. Because when he sees us, he sees Christ, his righteousness. No man's going to stand before God one day and say, you know what? You know, I, uh, you know, I, I, I lived a pretty good life here. There will be many in that day who will say, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? There will be a lot of people that were religious but lost. He'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. Man. But what it does mean is, is that now we have to understand who we are now in Christ. Christ in us. The hope of glory. Jesus Christ in us. That's why it should drive us not to live by check marks in our like okay i'm gonna check i'm gonna make sure i do this i do this and i do this no it's a spirit-led walk now it is a close personal relationship with jesus christ where you don't want to go against him because he did everything for us so we want to do something we want to live for him we're new creatures in christ we want to live for him Again, I just don't understand a lot of different man-made philosophies out there. It's confusing to me, and it's bewitching. There's a lot of people that talk a good talk, and it bewitches a lot of people. Paul's addressing it right here. Oh, foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you? For as many, verse 27, of you as have been baptized into Christ, well, look what it says, have put on christ you don't put on christ by a water baptism has nothing to do with it put on christ because we've been baptized into christ immersed fully because it's about him therefore or there is neither jew nor greek there is neither bond nor free there is neither male nor female yeah obviously there is male and females out there uh, for this present world of craziness. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. So we know this is not talking about some sort of physical thing or anything like that, but in Christ we are one. Because again, when he sees us, he sees Christ. Wow! and if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. Again, I'll repeat it again. This is not the promise of the land of Israel. We are not promised a physical kingdom. Quit trying to build one here on this earth. Then talking to me, because just because people, oh, this people over here, they're trying to build a kingdom by building this and the other thing. I do the same thing in my everyday life when I put something in front of him. You know, I live for the temporal instead of the eternal. I do it all the time. uh, so I try to build a kingdom, and I have to remind myself through the Word of God, convicting me of saying, "You know what? why are you trying to build here? Lay up treasures in heaven uh which by the way is I don't believe is a is a physical mansion, okay. It's, there's okay. I, I don't even want to get into that right now. Uh, a bunch of you brethren that are on here, I think, have been talking about that lately, and uh, I'm in full agreement that it's uh it's not a physical mansion, okay, no matter what the old song says. Anyways, how did I do? Wow, I went really long tonight. So let's really quickly try to address some of these if I can. Oh, by the way, I do have a. I don't know if he's on here. Let me pull up my email. I don't know if he's on here right now, but I did get a question, and I want to make sure that I let this brother know that I'm not ignoring the question. There's been a lot of stuff going on here. Mm. Andrew, Brother Andrew uh, has a question about, um, I'll try to address it the next live stream, Brother Andrew, Uh, talking about one of the, exactly, actually, it's my first video I made almost a year ago to this day, uh, talking about what day of the of uh, the week was Jesus crucified. Um, so go back and watch that. But he's asking some questions about that and about the Sabbath and uh, asking a few different things. It's really interesting what he, he kind of brings up here. So I want to address it at some time, Brother Andrew. Um, and I'm not ignoring you. I'm trying to get back. I'll try to get back to that, address it here on a live stream when I get a chance next, okay? Okay. I just wanted to make sure I remembered to say that. Let's go over here. All right, uh, uh, Priscilla here. Aren't traditions man-made? This is on Facebook. Aren't traditions man-made rather than God-made? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you know, we have, I, you know, we have certain customs and traditions and everything like that. Um, Paul addresses that even when he says we have no such customs. Okay, it's basically what it is. It's a, it's a, it's something that's been passed down and people do it over and over again. It doesn't make it necessarily. Evil or wrong, um, depends on what you're talking about. But yes, traditions are man-made. That's why we go to the Word of God. Let this mind be in you, the Holy Spirit, which was in Christ Jesus. So uh Sister Debbie is here. Good to see you. Sister Debbie, she came in just a little bit late, but that's okay. Go ahead and get caught up and you'll see this later on. So that's on Facebook, and I just leave that as an option uh, Facebook over there for some who maybe don't have a YouTube channel. Now let's get over here to YouTube real quick because there is a bunch of comments. So let's see if what, Oh, brother, Matthew Landau, I hope you're still on here, but, uh, brother Matthew, hello, sir. I saw you were on here earlier making a uh, video. I'll have to check that out later. Uh, bu-bu-bu. brother Ryan's, uh, Swope's talking about, I need everyone's prayers. Let me make sure I read this
1: first. Oh.
0: He's struggling with his walk. We will be praying for you, brother. Um Yes, we um I I understand your your physical condition to uh the 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 physical can interfere with the spiritual. Um it, it can get us down. Just remember, brother, that in Christ, who you are in Christ now and that it's not your strength, it's his. And I know you know that, uh, I know you study the word of God, but uh, walk in that, walk worthy of the vocation wherewith we are called. We, we've we been, lean on him, brother. Okay, so we'll be praying for you, brother Ryan. Uh, brother Gabriel, always good for a lot of comments here, so talking about the uh, lost people, talking about Jesus in a scoffing way. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch out for false teachers. Yep, that's for sure. That's another comment here. I'm gonna skip down through some of these comments. I'll read them later on, Brother Gabriel. See if you have any questions here, because I think maybe comments might be they're kind of out of context at this point, and I'm sorry about that. But I'll read them later on and, and try to timestamp them to see what you're talking about. Since you were addressing those comments to me, Brother JT says here. Good point, Brother Mike. The non dispensation always want to deny the fact that there's no. Old Testament saying, okay, no one went to heaven, yes. So, yeah, I addressed that earlier when we were talking about they went to paradise, okay? There was no death of the testator yet. We know this. Uh, Hey, Brother Tim's on here. Hello? Brother Jake. Brother Jake Mays. My goodness. On YouTube. Good to see you here. Hello, brother. I hope you're still on here. If you are, uh, give me a nice little thumbs up or something. Brother Woodruff. Hello, Brother Steven. And uh, Brother Jake says, I'm incognito. Yes, he's been under the radar. I think, I believe, are you on BitChute? I think you've been posting videos over there.
1: Mm. Okay. uh,
0: Oh, here's a question. Um, Brother JT, okay, did you all hear about the earthquake in Utah? (laughs) Well, yes, I did hear about that. It knocked the trumpet out of the angel Moroni's hands on the Mormon temple. You know, I actually, um, I was out for some training um, several years back, but I was out in a, a place out in the middle of nowhere, Utah, but, uh, we drove into the city and, um, we stayed overnight and I, you know, I went out exploring the next day. It's a it, salt Lake city is a very beautiful city. Okay. If anybody lives near that, I mean, it's, it's laid out well, it's, it was clean, at least all the parts that I saw. I mean, it was very well put together, a beautiful, I mean, it had mountains in the, in the background. You have the great salt Lake out there. It is, it is, it is beautiful land. Okay. Um, and I went to the temple square. I went to all the places where the, you know non-mormons are allowed to to tread anyways and I just was shaking my head left and right. It's 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 sad actually. Uh a lot of nice, uh very clean-cut people but lost um in a tradition and religion of a man that uh who saw a vision then tried to preach a gospel that another angel which Paul warns about gave him, gave him these heavy, uh, plates to go find and gold plates and get to see through a hat with some stones. It's all sorts of messed up. But anyways, the angel Moroni, who supposedly, um, uh, he saw, uh, I'm not even going to bring up his name, but, uh, anyways, the man that started the Mormon religion, uh, the angel, yes, mom, I know I'm just not mentioning his name. My mom's in the other room shouting out the name. (laughs) Anyways, but uh, the angel Moroni, uh, the trumpet dropped out of his hands uh, with that earthquake that just happened. I'm sure that was just a coincidence. Um, Question talking about pestilence in the Bible. So is this coronavirus a hoax since pestilence are only... The time? No, pestilence are here now, brother. I I don't. It's not. It's a it's a real thing now. People are going to debate back and forth where it came from, but I'm going to tell you something. There's nothing new that's created. I talked to brother Jacob about this earlier today. He was he was talking to me about a few things, but um there's nothing new that's created. God created the heaven and the earth. He created everything. There's nothing that just is created by man. Okay, he created everything. So that even means viruses. Uh. When he made everything good, though, apparently viruses played a different role, okay? But because of sin entering into the world, that's sin brought by death. So these viruses that are found in animals, um, basically they mutate. Mutations happen all the time um, in God's creation because it's a fallen world. So mutations do happen. It doesn't change the kind. It's still a virus. Um, But anyways... And so those things are transmitted. They they get out, and um, we don't have immunity to them. And um, of course, it kills a lot of people. Now, I'm not going to bring up what my feelings are on the whole entire matter because that's not what this program's about. But I don't I don't think that it's a it's a hoax, uh, brother. But I do understand what your thinking is on that. In the term, it doesn't say in the Bible that pestilence would occur before. Yeah, I mean, viruses have been around forever. Um, the bubonic plague and uh, the Black Death took place in the, the Middle Ages, uh, back oh, it was back 1300s or something like that. Uh, the Spanish flu influenza killed, I think, close to 50 million people worldwide. That was in 1918. It happens. There's a lot of stuff. This world is a fallen, broken world, brother. So, anyways. uh yeah so anyways i think that's it um i think everybody has asked I, I think i addressed all the questions anyways let me check over here on facebook to make sure nobody else asked another question Um, uh, i don't know if anybody's still on facebook if this uh priscilla that was on here but if you if you watch the rest of this later on or if you're still on here, I am thankful for you uh, joining. That's a, it's a new face. Seemed to be a friend of my wife's, it looks like. Yep. And I want to thank everybody else uh, for joining <laughs> that are on, uh, on YouTube. And, of course, everybody that listens to this uh, later on on podcast.com or Podbean or uh Apple Podcast or just about any podcasting platform look up Let This Mind Be In You Ministries Podcast and you should be able to find it um with either my logo or something else but you'll you'll know it's me, especially if the one that pops up is Galatians three because it'll be up there later on. And there's another question that just came in. Why do these uh Corona need so much TP? <laughs> I don't know. Although I did see some has you know some uh, diarrhea involved. I can't believe I'm talking about diarrhea on on a broadcast, but it does it does affect people differently in some cases or whatever. But I tell you, so does the flu. Uh, the flu can mess you up and and really dehydrate you in different ways like that. So, but I think just people just panicking. You know what, brothers and sisters in Christ, they're panicking because they have no hope. So show them the blessed hope that you have. Be ready to give an answer to every man, the hope that we have within us, okay? it's Jesus Christ. Preach Christ crucified. Uh, go out there and live the Christian walk. Let Don't let anybody see you panicking because this world is not our home. We're, you know, as the old song goes. We are fellow citizens, you and I, for, if you're saved, you're watching this or listening to this, we are fellow citizens of a different country, okay? We are ambassadors here. That means (laughs) this is not the country of our origin, so to speak. Okay, We're out proclaiming the word of God, the king. Um, That's what we're here to do. So don't let anybody see you fretting and, and all these different things. You know, if you're called home, you're called home. But at the same time, preach Christ crucified because that's what this world needs. It's had a major virus in it, so to speak since the fall of man, and that's the sin. Sin entered into the world, and by sin, death. That'll cause death of everybody. A virus will cause death, sure, but so will a million other things. But death, separation from God for all eternity, in hell and then hell being cast into the lake of fire for all eternity is a pretty bad, pretty bad thing. All eternity. And that's the second death, and different things like that, as the Bible mentions. But that is why we preach Christ. Give them the hope that's in you. Show them that hope, okay? And with that, Brother Tim says amen. And amen and amen. I love you in the Lord. Thank you for joining me tonight on this broadcast. If I don't come on next week, Thursday, <coughs> excuse me, if I don't come on this week, uh, next week, Thursday, just be looking for maybe some produced videos or something like that where i get a chance to uh, set up my equipment or something wherever we happen to be and the next time probably you'll see any kind of a studio setup will be i'll be in gulfport mississippi so if you're ever around that at that neighborhood or that area um and you're looking for a place to stay or somebody to just you want to just stop in drop me a line at ltmbiy at yahoo.com and with that um God bless you. Love you in the Lord. Walk worthy. Be ambassadors. We should be happy. Show them the joy. Our joy should be full. We've been redeemed, brothers and sisters in Christ. We will never die. Love you in the Lord. And uh, Brother brother Ryan will be praying for you, okay? So with that, uh, we'll go ahead and end it, okay? Love you. God bless. Thank you for uh, joining me here on Let This Mind Be In You. Tell all your friends. Share. Like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Anyways, love you. Have a good night. Bye for now.